What's up, guys, and welcome into the seventh episode of the Real Talk Podcast. My name is Tyler, and to kind of kick this one off, I wanted to start off by saying thank you to those who threw me some positive feedback on the new cover image for the podcast, the fact that the last podcast was 55 minutes, that you really enjoyed having that long of an episode. Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately for those of you who like shorter episodes, this one's going to be a rather short one. Uh, We kind of have one topic I want to talk about. I don't want to add a bunch of random details onto it to kind of extend it to make it longer. I want to get right to the point. I want to stick with the point and kind of get the message across the way that I want to. So let's go ahead and run the intro. You always pretend like you're innocent, but goddamn, I know. But I can't be mad at you, cause I do the same thing. I do the same thing. Yeah, I do the same thing. I do the same thing. Yeah, I do the same thing. I do the same thing. Yeah, I do the same thing. So I can't be mad at you. All right, so today's topic is rather broad, similar to the previous podcasts we've done up to this point. I think most of them have been around one subject per episode. They're rather broad subjects that can be talked about, interpreted, um, reflected on in a number of ways. The reason that I choose subjects like this is because as the listener, you can take what I'm saying, the way that I provide a personal experience and throw it your way and reflect it on whatever I'm trying to bring across, whatever subject, message, information that is, And you can translate that into your own experience. You can kind of take that, soak it in, think about, hey, I've kind of lived a situation similar to this at one point in my life. So there you can build a connection. You can understand what I'm saying and relate it to yourself and kind of evaluate that way. Life the last six months has been really difficult for a lot of people, the majority even, I would say. In some way, shape, or form, everyone's been affected by either the quarantine, coronavirus, the... uh, protests that have been going on, whether it's you, a family member, a friend, a spouse, we all know someone or are someone that's been affected by the things that have been going on in the last six months. You may have had a family member or a friend get sick. You may have lost a job or have had serious financial struggles with COVID and everything. You've dealt with a significant change in your life, like a personality shift or a significant change just as a person in general. You may have lost friends or lost a relationship or missed out on events that were important to you that would have taken place throughout the last several months. You've been maybe second guessing a lot or rethinking a lot about your life or even yourself. But basically, like I said, a lot has been going on. There's been a lot of ways for people to struggle or rethink, second guess, evaluate their life, their friends, their family, everything going on while trying to deal with everything that's been going on in general. So today I'm going to talk about living and kind of dealing with finding a way to be okay with unresolved issues or situations that have gone on in your life up to this point. And again, this isn't something that's specific to a few scenarios, a couple different situations, or a couple arguments. This is a very broad subject. It can be taken a number of ways. It can be related to a number of subjects. Everyone's traumas are different. Everyone's experiences are different. So you interpret this the way you want to, the way that you feel necessary, and the way that helps you the most, I guess, while you're listening through this. As we age, grow, learn, experience things, we tend to figure out a little more about how the world works. But when we are learning those things, I don't think a lot of us understand that we're only learning what our specific world has to offer us. We have different experiences from everybody. Yes, we all see the same news stories. We see the same headlines. We go to the same grocery stores. We do all of that stuff. But that doesn't mean that they affect us in the same way or that we interpret things the same way or the level of importance that 
goes along with that specific news story or headline has the same importance to all of us. We all have the same president, we all go to the same grocery stores, we all go to the same clubs, but from those similar places or experiences or things that we're talking about that we all see the same way, we don't have the same experience from those. Between you and I's visit to that same grocery store, from the time you went from the time I went, they may have ran out of milk. So from that, I didn't get a thing that I needed. So my experience in that grocery store was different from yours. When you and I go to the same clubs, whether we're together or not, say I went two hours after you, well, you and your friends may have gotten three different rounds of the same drink that I like, but by the time I got there, they ran out of that drink. So our experiences are different in those same places we go to, the same exact place, only hours or minutes apart, such a different experience. We see them completely different. So then you ask me, Tyler, why the hell does that even matter? What's the fucking point of that analogy? Well, because they're the same places, but our experiences differ, similar to the issues that we all have. When I'm sitting here every week editing these podcasts I make, sometimes I am in the midst of it and I think to myself, you sound a little repetitive. You seem to have said that same phrase two or three times throughout the whole podcast. And those situations where I seem to think I'm repetitive, it's because I'm offering validity to everyone's point of view with every different thing they experience. I may have said over and over that you have had a same or similar experience as me so you can help relate to a certain topic that I'm discussing. I may have mentioned multiple times that everyone's version of hurt or pain or anxiety or depression is valid because while to you this person's version of anxiety and depression may seem like nothing to you, there's another person out there that thinks the same thing about you. So as we continue to pass judgment, we're really just being hypocritical because there's always a person that has it worse. There's always a person that's dealing with more or dealing with a harder thing or dealing with more at that time. There's just no way to predict whose level of hurt is more significant than the other person. So I just offer validity to everyone. I offer validity to everyone's situation, to everyone's pain, to everyone's everything in between. So when I catch myself saying those things two, three times in an episode perhaps, I tend to leave it because that's just the way things work now. Everyone is so quick to make their feelings known, make their opinion known, and in most instances, that's okay. If you feel that I say something that offends you, if you feel that I say something that wasn't sympathetic to a situation you've dealt with, then that's fine, make it known. But that's why I make everything valid. I allow everyone to feel valid for their own experiences and feelings because that's just the way the world works now. And there's a lot of people who don't feel their feelings are valid or their experiences are valid who need to. And rightfully so, everyone deserves to feel like their version of whatever they're dealing with is valid and that it's fair and that it's heard and recognized. And even when I myself are sitting down listening to a podcast, watching a podcast, video, anything, I want the creator to include me. I want to feel included when I'm sitting there watching. Yes, they're talking to 100 people, 10,000 people, a million people. I just want to feel included in that group. So when they offer situations or they offer statements that make me feel included as a listener, as a viewer... I can build a connection from that. So when I'm recording my own content, when I'm recording my own podcast, I want everyone to feel like they're included. I want to include phrases and statements that make the listener feel included and that they are important to me because they are important to me and I want everyone to get something out of this. That's why I do what I do. That's why I talk about the things that I talk about. I talk about things that people normally don't because it offers a situation where the people who are sitting there and need someone to talk to but don't want to go talk to anybody or feel like they're alone in an experience that everyone deals with at one point or another 
but nobody talks about it. So that's what I'm here to do, that's what I'm here to offer, and that's what I plan to do. But anyways, back to this. Like I said, everyone, while maybe living in the same world together, we have totally different experiences with everything we come into contact with every single day. But for example, your next door neighbor, you guys live 20, 30 feet apart, if that. They may have a nicer house than you, they may have a pool and you don't, or vice versa. But every single night when the sun begins to set, let's just say that that sunset beams through the front end of their house, through all the windows, the upstairs bedroom, the kitchen, and the living room just beams through. It's completely blinding. They have to shut the curtains if they want to be able to see clearly within that 40-minute period. Like it's, it's probably not that dramatic, but we're just going to say it is. But next door, you guys have a beautiful view of the sunset. You can see all the colors and all the action and everything going on, and you guys love sunsets. You guys live 20 to 30 feet apart in the same neighborhood, in the same town, in the same state, at the same time, but you guys have totally different experiences, a totally different mindset when it comes to that one thing, that being sunsets. That's how drastic of a difference can be made within a short period of time, a short distance, the color of your skin, the gender you are, the age you are, what you do in your free time, what your hobbies are, what your job is, how people view you, how you present yourself, how you can hold a conversation or how you can't. These are all things that create completely different experiences with the same things that we all come into contact to every single day. And obviously I'm not using this topic for a whole podcast to talk about the fucking sunset going through your house. I'm talking about more serious subjects than this, more serious instances, situations than this. But this is a really easy, simple way for you to kind of grasp the idea of what specifically I'm talking about. So let's go ahead and throw a personal story at you guys because that's what I tend to do here. And for me personally, I have not had a relationship with my mother or my father in a very long time. One over a half decade and the other slowly approaching a half decade. And that is a prime example of a unresolved issue or situation, so to say, I have no control over. I can't impact it. There are things that went on that I don't have any control over. There are things that went on that I don't want to have any control over. It's a situation where if I get a girlfriend, I'm not calling mom or dad to tell them about it. If I have great news, I'm not calling mom or dad to tell them about it. If I need some guidance or some advice, I'm not calling mom or dad to ask for it. If I need help, it's not an option. It hasn't been an option for a very long time. But like I said, it's a prime example of an unresolved issue, something that really would bother a person, that should bother a person because it's your parents. It's a situation where they should be there, they should be present, there shouldn't be issues, or at least that's what we're raised to think. At first, it was an issue. It bothered me a lot because those are things you grew up doing. When you had great news, you'd run home and tell them or you would be excited to tell them if you had a hard day or an issue you needed help with, if you didn't know how to do something, That was where you went to to get the answer to that question. It's just not an option. And at first it did bother me. Like I said, it bothered me a lot because that outlet, that resource was just stripped away, right? Like all just like that. It was stripped away just like that. And at first it was a struggle, like I said. And at some points randomly, I wish I had that kind of influence or outlet, but I don't and I won't. Does it suck? Yeah. Has it influenced or impacted my relationship with my siblings? It has. Has it altered my path in life? I would assume so. Has it caused or contributed to a lot of emotional or mental health issues in my life? 
probably. Would things have been better or easier had I had those influences? It's hard to tell, but I wouldn't be me. That's for sure. It's just, I was supposed to deal with those things. That was supposed to happen. It's super shitty, and it's super shitty to even have the thought in your head that it was meant to be that way. But that's my path. That's what my path was designed to be. I was supposed to deal with the things that happened after that, that I've had to deal with to get to where I am today. This is a situation that's been a part of my reality for as far back as I can remember. That doesn't mean it upsets me every day. That doesn't mean I think about it every day because I don't. It is, however, an unfortunate situation, unfortunate reality that I don't have any control over. And of course, whoever is listening can argue and say that, oh, just talk to your parents, talk to them, let them talk to you. You don't know any details, so that's just an assumption at that point. And I'm not going to get into it. Like I said, it's not the point of what I'm trying to get across. I'm basically just here to say that I'm living, breathing proof that other people have fucked up family issues too, that the majority of people that I know, I maybe know two or three people that have two parent households that are still together, happy, everything's good. And that's not to hate on that situation because that's ideally what most people would want, what most people imagine and dream for. I would love to have parents that cared about each other and stayed together and everyone was all happy and everyone has a good relationship. It's just not the reality for most of the people in the world right now. It's just not. There was such a drastic change in everything that the world could offer from our parents' generation to ours with the internet being introduced and how far that's expanded and us as children growing up wanted to get a ton of followers on Instagram as soon as it was new, make Facebooks and post the to be honest shit and get all the likes and get all the attention and follow people on Twitter and play Call of Duty online with people we met around the world that were playing the same game. And our parents were very hesitant, rightfully so at the time. I probably would have done the same thing if I were in their shoes. But don't follow strangers. Don't play games with strangers. Don't let strangers follow you on social media. It's all new. It's dangerous. They could get your information. They could do this. They could do that. Less than 10 years later, we have 14, 15, 16-year-olds releasing full albums that are very popular and successful. We have kids of that age getting paid boatloads of money to post TikToks or post Instagram pictures or stories wearing this clothing brand or drinking this energy drink, wearing this hat, wearing this jewelry. There was no way to predict that this was going to happen. But amidst all of this evolving and this changing throughout our world, we kind of rebelled with our parents' generation because they didn't see it the way we saw it. We saw it as an opportunity. And I'm not going to dive too deep on it because the internet and social media is not the point I'm trying to get across. We just saw it as an opportunity to grow, do something new, make fun videos or make music and post it on the internet. But there was potential risk with it from what our parents' perspective was because they didn't grow up with it. They waited every week for the newspaper to find out the news stories for that week. They couldn't get on Twitter and find out anything that was happening in real life at that moment whenever they wanted. They couldn't look up information on people on the internet. Like, the internet's scary. It's an intimidating thing. Technology is intimidating. But with such a huge change in technology and the advancement in technology over the last 5 to 15 years, it couldn't have been expected. We couldn't have possibly known what was going to come and what is popular now and what is normal to the children now that is foreign to the parents or our grandparents that didn't have access to any of these things. And that can contribute to issues within a family. A parent may not want the 16, 17-year-old to be posting on TikTok, even though she's pulling 30,000 views per video, and it could open up a potential revenue stream that could turn into a job that you can do for the rest of your life or for a couple of years and make a life's worth of income. You can make a life's worth of money. You can go viral overnight. There are things that 
parents are just intimidated by. They don't see why a million people, a million strangers viewing your TikTok or liking your status or your tweet or your Instagram picture matters. Why does it matter? What does it do? It doesn't do anything. Things stem from that, and it's hard to comprehend when you weren't growing up with it. We understand it because we grew up with it. They rebel against it because they didn't. It's new and it's scary, and like I said, with our children's generation, we're probably going to rebel in the same way, if not a similar way, because there's going to be a lot of shit that we don't understand when we're aging and we don't really give a shit to keep up with all of the trends every single day like we do now. And of course, that's not the only thing that can contribute to issues or unresolved situations with your family or friends or anyone for that matter. You could have missed out on an opportunity that was important to you. You could have started a YouTube channel or a podcast and it just didn't go as well as you thought it was going to go. You could have to take off some time from school because you just can't afford it. You may not be able to enroll your son or daughter into a specific sport that they want to do because you just can't afford it right now. You may have to get a second job because you just aren't making enough money with everything going on. You may not have an income at all and you're stressing out because you don't know what's going to go on with COVID. And it can even be something that went on in your past, like I talked about. The list goes on and on. I'm not even going to be able to scratch the surface on how many issues that could fit into this category that is unresolved things, situations, arguments, issues that you have to deal with every day, that you wake up and you feel those emotions or you feel that anger or you feel that sadness from a situation from yesterday, last week, six months ago, a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, and you just can't figure it out. You don't have the answers to the situation. You don't know how to find peace with the situation. You're just angry all the time. You're sad all the time. You're fearful all the time. And we're going to kind of figure out a way to get over it, to find peace with that situation, to be okay. And that doesn't mean you don't think about it. That doesn't mean it doesn't affect you sometimes because then I'd be a hypocrite and I'm not going to sit here and feed that bullshit to you guys. Whether it's a heartbreak or a loss of a family member or a friend or a job you missed out on or needing to retake a class that you failed in college or needing to wait a semester because you can't afford to pay for all of your classes, not having a car for a little bit because you don't have the money to buy one or fix it up, the list goes on and on. These are all situations that you don't have control over. You can't dictate the outcome of every single situation that goes on in your life, your friends' lives, your family's lives, your loved ones' lives. You can't control everything. Not everyone's going to be safe at all times. Not everyone's going to be healthy at all times. Not everyone's going to live to be 100 years old. It's just not realistic. And you can't feel guilty for that because I dealt with that for a very long time. I blamed myself for my failed relationships. I, I blamed myself for family issues. I blamed myself when I wasn't successful enough. I blamed myself when I got involved with some dumb shit. And some of those are my fault, but not all of them are. These are situations that I could not control. I don't have a hand in controlling. I can't stick my hand in the pot and make it all work for everybody, figure out the best way for everyone to deal with or the best outcome possible for this situation, whether it's for myself or whoever's dealing with it. You can't blame yourself and you cannot waste your time and the life that you're living and the life that you get to live waking up every day feeling angry or hurt or scared or depressed or anxious. No amount of preparation or effort could have changed what your reality is, what your storyline is, what your book that is you is. In order to grow, sadly, we need to experience sadness. We need to experience loss, heartbreak, and everything in between. That includes the happy memories as well. Those experiences make us into who we are and that's specific to each emotional experience we've had referencing before the situation with my parents taught me how to be strong 
I'm a problem solver. I can deal with just about anything now because I had to deal with all of the things I shouldn't have had to. I had to deal with all of the things I shouldn't have had to when I was very young, and I did it, and I dealt with it, and I've gone through a lot of stupid shit, and I've made mistakes left and right. I've made a ton of mistakes, but I've grown from everything. I'm becoming who I was supposed to be from the start. Yeah, it's fucked up to think that that was my reality and that was going to happen all along and I just didn't know it was coming and I didn't get to prepare and I didn't get to control it and I didn't get to make it easier on myself. But that's just how it is. That's how I become who I am. That's how I have become who I am right now. And honestly, I wouldn't change any of it. But with that, there is downsides as well. I understand there's a downside. Obviously, first and foremost, you're going to have to deal with the situation at hand for however long it takes you to grieve and then some more than likely. It takes a long time to deal with major, major situations in your life. Like I said, heartbreak, loss, anything, anything at all. It takes a long time to deal with it. Personally, I don't know how to get in touch with my emotions anymore. I can come on here. I can talk about stories that were very traumatic for me, things that I had to deal with that were some of the darkest experiences and days of my life. I don't really feel it. There's emotion in my voice because I know how it made me feel, but I don't deal with things. There are things from years and years ago that I have not dealt with at this point because in my mind, it was easier to deflect it and push it in the back of my mind and not think about it than to deal with what was going on. Now that I've done that so often for so many years, I can't deal with my emotions. I can't feel emotion. I can't express emotion when I want to. And instead, once every six months or so, I have a week or a couple of days span where I just break down every 10 minutes. I have like horrible panic attacks, anxiety attacks, but then I'll go another six months to a year without them. It's just my reality. I bundle it up until I can't take it anymore and then it just all floods out. And that's something I recognize isn't healthy. It's probably partially credited to the situations that I've had to deal with, some of which I've explained, some of which I haven't, and I'll explain in future podcasts. But I understand it's not healthy. I understand it's something that I need to work on and that I have been working on, but it doesn't happen overnight. Similar to the situations I had to deal with, those weren't resolved overnight. There were many, many nights I had to deal with things and be upset and not go to sleep and stay up all night and then go to work the next day and just put on a face and deal with them. So it's not going to be fixed overnight. It's a very long process, but the effort can be made by me because each day I wake up, I don't want to be angry. Each day I wake up, I don't want to be upset. I don't want to feel mad or feel rage and start my day angry or upset. It just sets the tone for your entire day, and then it tends to blend with the days following. You turn into a monster for a week. You turn into an emotional wreck for a week or a month, and it just continues to carry over. You lose the motivation for the things that you love to do or the things that you wanted to achieve and experience. You don't want to do it anymore. You don't want to hang out with your friends anymore. You don't want to do anything anymore. And now more than ever, isolating has become piece of cake. Isolating has become a piece of cake. And I know I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of isolating. I love my own company more than anything. I love to just sit down, vibe, whether I'm reading, writing, recording, anything in between. I enjoy my own company because I only really trust myself for the most part after all the shit that's gone on. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. We tend to isolate because we only trust ourselves. We're always in defense mode. And the closest thing we get to feeling normal or feeling comfortable is when we're alone and the doors are locked and we can control the room because we don't often get to do that. We don't often feel like we're okay enough, comfortable enough to control a room and be at ease and take five seconds to just fucking breathe. 
I have started to, and I need to continue to be okay with knowing that I can't live every day in complete control of everything around me. I'm a problem solver. I like to fix problems for myself, but even more for other people. I can't impact every single thing that surrounds me. I can't make every situation okay. I can't make everyone that I care about around me live an absolutely perfect, healthy life. There was an old friend of mine that I was very close with two, three years ago that I really kind of looked up to as an older brother in a sense when I first arrived in college because I was getting involved with the fraternity and whatnot. And my goal was to be president. I wanted to be the president of it. It would have been so cool to do that. And he was at the time and we hung out and he like took naps in my dorm in between classes and all that shit. But he decided to take his life a little over a year ago. And that is one of those situations where it is an unresolved situation, an unresolved situation that I had no control over. And about six to eight months prior to that, I had moved out of the town I was living in. I wasn't going to the school anymore. I was making a lot of bad decisions with my weight and eating and alcohol and everything in between. So I needed to kind of separate myself, move cities, find a path, find where I was going with my life, figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I kind of lost touch with everybody from there. I wasn't in the social scenes. I wasn't in the groups. I wasn't hanging out at the school. I wasn't doing any of that stuff. So I kind of lost touch. I wasn't communicating with anybody. I was kind of off the grid for a while. And when I got the phone call from another good friend of mine, it was kind of shocking. I didn't expect it. Obviously, you don't expect for anything like that to happen to anybody you know. And from the dude I knew, obviously I knew that there was some shit going on. Everyone has shit going on, but you never think it'll get to that point. You never think it'll reach that magnitude. And, and like I said before, it kind of just leaves you sitting there thinking like, what could I have done? Could I have sent a message or reached out or talked a little bit more with him and things could have figured itself out. Maybe I could have helped. Maybe I could have offered just a homie to talk to if that's what he needed, could have helped with the situation, offered advice, even though I was the one that was looking up to him when he was the president. Anything. Could I have done anything? I, I don't think I could have. I think a lot of people are left in that place, even people that were closer with him than me, because I'm sure there's a bunch of people that were. I was close with him three years ago. A lot's probably changed. People go through a lot in three years. I know for damn sure in the last three years, I've dealt with a lifetime's worth of situations, but you never think that a friend of yours is gonna end up making that decision, making that choice. And I was heartbroken. We were all heartbroken. I went to the service, I went to meet up with some of the guys that were in the chapter at the time I was, and we bonded, we hung out, we shared some stories, and then we went to the service, and I went home, and and I didn't really know what to think. And I think a lot of people feel the same way because I know there were people that were closer with him than I was, especially at that moment in time. You didn't understand why. He's not just going to shoot me a text tomorrow and tell me what happened and what was going on and how I can help. And that's where you feel like you're the issue. You were a part of the issue. What could I have done? Why didn't I do something? Why didn't I know this was going on? Why didn't he reach out for help? It's unresolved. It's something I'm never going to be able to comprehend. It's something I'm never going to be able to understand. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to think about him. That doesn't mean I'm not going to think about the experiences and the times we shared and the times we hung out and the parties we went to and the stupid shit we did. And that's the case for anyone that I've lost up to this point. But I can't wake up every single day emotional and sad over it. I can't wake up every day not wanting to do anything because I lost a brother or I've lost multiple brothers and it upsets me that that had to happen. 
I can't control it. I can't change the outcome of the situation with him or anybody that I've lost. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to think about him. It doesn't mean I don't love him. It doesn't mean I don't wish he was still here. It doesn't mean that I don't wish that I could have maybe had an impact or had more of an impact that could have changed the situation. And I'm always going to think and wish that I could have changed the situation, but it didn't work out that way. And I'm always going to wish that he were still here. And that's the case for everybody that I've lost up to this point. And I'm always going to wish that I could have had more of an impact that I just wasn't able to have. There was no predicting it. There was no way of me knowing without knowing. I couldn't have known. I couldn't have done anything. And that's the case with other situations as well. I can't dictate every situation. I can't control every situation. It was out of my hands and it affects people much more than it affects me because there were a lot of people closer to him at that time. But from my perspective, it was a friend that I looked up to as a big brother that I idolized because he held a position that I wanted to hold. I was 18 years old and I was coming out of high school where I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't make any friends. I didn't understand the social scene like I could. And I expanded myself into college and that was the first thing I did. And he was the president of the fraternity. That was a huge deal to me. I was 18 years old. I hadn't really started drinking yet. I was just getting into it. And this dude, come, he wanted me to join his fraternity. That was fucking cool. That was so fucking cool, and he was the man, and he liked me right away, and we hung out all the time, and you know, it's just a situation that I don't have any control over. It's really hard to not have answers or feel like you failed yourself or your friend or your spouse or your parent when things or life doesn't go the exact way you thought it was supposed to go or it is going or it's going to go. And you may never find peace with a situation or an incident, but you need to be okay with that being your reality, a chapter in the book that is you. It's similar to when a character in a TV show or a movie is at their lowest point and it seems like it can't get any worse, or there's a tragedy in that person's life and you as the viewer thinks they're not going to get past it, but then eventually... Everything works itself out the way it's supposed to. And that doesn't mean that it's always a happy ending. It may mean that they just become content with the situation at hand or they learn to live with the situation at hand. And that sounds really shitty, but in some situations, we're never going to be happy about it. Similar to the ones I mentioned, I'm never going to find happiness with those situations. But that doesn't mean my life stops. That doesn't mean I give up everything because I'm upset about a situation or a decision that was made that I had no impact over or any control over or something in my life goes wrong and I'm not able to control it or dictate the outcome of it. I continue living. I may not find happiness with the situation ever, but I'm going to find a way to continue to live my life every day without feeling the emotions of that situation every single day. And again, that doesn't mean I'm not going to think about it. That doesn't mean I'm not going to feel it every once in a while. Sometimes it's just going to smack me in the fucking face and I'm going to get really upset all of a sudden multiple times throughout a day or a span of days. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but I can do the best I can in trying to collect myself and proceed on with my life, even though I'm going to show the proper attention and feeling to these situations, these tragedies or experiences that happen in my life. We don't deserve to wake up stressed or fearful or angry or upset or sad because of unresolved issues or situations. That's why we love those TV shows or those movies with a hero or a character who figures it all out in the end or a romance where in the end they end up back together. 
We're all guilty of wanting that or a version of that to be our reality in some sort of way, shape, or form. Or if we don't think that will ever be our reality, we watch it so that we can feel like it even exists. We can feel like it's real. If we don't feel like we're ever going to find love or happiness, we watch things like that just to prove to ourselves that it exists still. All in all, we live in a world that doesn't talk about struggle the way it should. The majority deals with a lot that isn't quote-unquote cool to talk about so they don't talk about it. And me talking about the things I am talking about isn't me telling anyone to rush their grieving process or whatever they're dealing with. I'm not asking you to fake being okay if you're not okay. You need to give yourself the time and space needed to grieve and heal and process things naturally. But from there, recognizing you or anyone doesn't deserve to be forever hurt, fearful, or angry over a situation you don't or didn't or won't ever have any control over is okay. Recognizing the situation is real or that it happened and you shouldn't stop living your life because of it. And of course there's special circumstances, but I'm speaking generally. Nobody deserves to feel a type of way over things they can't control. That doesn't mean you don't recognize them or that you'll never hurt again because of them because then I'd be lying to you. Like I said, I'm not gonna be hypocritical about this. But it's really hard for a lot of people to understand that you don't have control over everything. You're not going to be able to create the best possible outcome for yourself or for anyone that's dealing with a situation that you can't control. It's okay to be a problem solver. It's okay to want to be the person that helps fix everything for everybody and solve everyone's issues and find peace among any argument. But that's not the case. And you shouldn't take that out on yourself. You shouldn't live with the burden of that every single day. And the quicker you understand that you can't control or dictate everything in the favor of whoever you want it to be in the favor of, the better off you will be. And obviously there are certain situations that don't apply to the things I'm saying. And there are certain situations that are the outlier and don't relate to the things that I'm saying. And I always make sure to include that because obviously I'm not aware of everything that every single person has dealt with or that everyone could potentially deal with in one's life. And I'm basing it generally off of the things I've experienced or things similar to it. So I like to include that within each episode so that nobody feels targeted or that their feelings are invalid if they're struggling with this concept. There's obviously outliers. There's always a situation that doesn't meet the criteria of the things that I'm talking about. And of course, there are things that you may be living right now that you don't know is an unresolved issue that you could deal with going forward. Whether you're in a relationship that you're not happy with or you're at a job that you're not happy with, you live in a town that you're not happy at, but moving is scary. Breaking up with someone that you've been with is scary. Leaving a job that you've been at for a while is scary. Starting something new is scary. And that could be almost a part two to this segment if you guys wanted that. So if you guys want to hear a little bit about things you could be dealing with right now that are future unresolved issues that you may be struggling with making a decision. Do I stay with this person? Do I not stay with this person? Do I stay at this job because I've been here for a while and they know me and I can get PTO or I can get whatever benefits from it? Should I continue to live in this area that I grew up near or next to or in because I've always lived here, even though I hate it and I want to move somewhere else, but I'm scared because I don't know where to look. The world is so big. There's so many options. I won't have any friends. I won't know anybody. I'll have to find a job and a place and a bunch of other situations I'll have to deal with in the process. Just let me know. Shoot me a message. Shoot me some feedback on this episode. And if that's something you guys would want to see, then I can make that a part two for next week's episode. And from there, I think I'm just going to wrap it up. So... Thank you again for listening. I appreciate it, and I'll see you guys next time.